Hello everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the Kingdom Hearts Database's Cornerstone of Light podcast. Today's April 1st, 2019. I'm Keyblade Spymaster, again joined by Chain of Fire. So welcome everyone, thanks for joining us on this new episode of the podcast where we talk about everything going on in the Kingdom Hearts community from development and news to the latest trailers to pretty much every discussion in the community. Whatever we like to talk about. Whatever we feel like that day. Right? <laughs> So today we're going to be discussing our thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 3. It's been two months since the game's launch. We're going to be going over the game's re uh, release, our overall thoughts of the game, and then we're going to be discussing the particular gameplay, the visuals, the music, and the story. So, Chain, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing flantastic because Kingdom Hearts 3 has me excited for uh, flans. Because for the flan, apparently, yeah. Yes, it was great. That's one of my favorite parts of the game, to be honest. Some of them. But we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. It was good, though. Good, good. So how, you, how are you doing today, KSM? Good. All right. I'm doing really good. It's uh, been a wacky month. It is looking like it's going to rain today. It was sunny today. It was really sunny today, or last week. And then it snowed, so yeah, it's been a wonderful day. Michigan's just been just as crazy. We're finally getting heat over here, so I feel ya. But that being said, the weather, the craziness, uh, and everything, uh, everything crazy. Speaking of, that was a poor transition. However, crazy things that we are speaking about is, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3's release. Uh, yeah. that was, uh, quote, that was qu quite the roller coaster we had for the release of Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. It was... It could have been so much better, unfortunately. Yeah, we had... We, we had somebody back in... December-ish? Like a month, possibly even November. About a month or two before release. Uh, leak the... Uh, some Walmart guy just decided to steal a copy of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and then sell it. Uh, so, spoilers abound everywhere. Um, yeah. So, already from that, like, four-day embargo that Japan and the rest of the world had, we also had to deal with, like, this looming thing of, like, if I go to the wrong place on the internet, I could just have the entire thing spoiled. Which was the case for a lot of people, and that kind of, that really sucked for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it went from four days that you tried to avoid um, Kingdom Hearts stuff to a whole month and a half. Mm -hmm. A month and a half. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know about you, but I personally... I was actually spoiled on... Oh, by the way, because we are talking about Kingdom Hearts 3, and it is, uh, like, two months since the release? What is, what is today? April 1st, so more than two months after the release. Yeah. Uh, we don't really care about spoilers anymore because most people have played it by now. So, naturally, hopefully you'll see, hey, Kingdom Hearts 3 and then leave. But, you know, that's life. But I was actually spoiled uh, on uh, Sora's disappearance. But I thought it was fake, so I didn't believe it until it happened. And I'm like... <laughs> so I was spoiled, but it didn't ruin it for me. Um, that's good. Yeah, but that was the only thing I was 
boiled on and it wasn't awful <laughs> so uh yeah. how, how did you do avoiding spoilers and whatnot ksm um the good thing was that most of everyone that i was following on twitter and on um youtube and whatever they weren't they were very adamant against spoilers in the first place so there was no foul um which was a good thing because mm-hmm. There were definitely spoilers everywhere. Oh, completely. Especially Uh, as as the day came closer. um, For those of you who don't know, there were several outlets in the United States and Europe that decided to sell the game early. Mm, Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. There were some that were were selling the title before January 25th. and so that made it worse because in that now all of a sudden there's way more people with the game in mm-hmm. the world. That yeah, and I remember. Yeah, and I remember seeing people. Uh, uh, there, there was a couple voice actors that were actually. Excuse me. There were that were actually um, retweeting images from some of those leaked copies, and they didn't even realize it. They thought, "Oh, January twenty fifth, right? The game's probably out." Also, like. It was already revealed I was in the game. No big deal. Because, you know, they don't follow it like a lot of people do. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. crap, more spoilers. Avoid official voice actors. To no, yeah. to no fault of their own. Like, that's that's the internet. But, yeah. um... The, we, the I mean, time I kind of got spoiled was um, when we made the block list for the database. Yes, yes. Um... I went through everyone that the Kingdom Hearts wiki had flagged as, as having leaked spoilers. Mm-hmm. That KH13 had flagged on their Discord server. That um, Churro, thank heavens we had Churro. He was flagging people too on Twitter. Um, and we love him for that. We so do. I went through all of them and we I added everyone who was still on Twitter mm-hmm. on a block list that everyone could just add without having to go to their twitter or without going to those twitter accounts that's the only time i kind of got spoiled Mm -hmm. but i tried really hard not to look around yeah right right Uh, and honestly looking back honestly can't remember any of the specific scenes that i saw during that time hey that's Um, awesome and yes our our eternal (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding and of course our eternal gratitude to churros shout out to the grandfather churros um, yeah, and, but thank you, thank you also for diving headfirst into spoiler territory, risking yourself that spoilers. Yeah. Uh, so the last like week and a half or so, I think. Yeah, but we we do talk about them, how it's funny. A lot of them had been had had their Twitter accounts uh, removed. Yeah, by that time. So, I mean, we do talk about how it could have been better, but we. Like, looking at it, it could have also been significantly worse. Um, oh, yeah. Because we had, first of all, uh, Square Enix, after the whole shebang, uh, they ended up taking some action against some of those leakers. Uh, I don't know the official specifics, but I heard their legal action did occur. Um, I know some, oh, really? pe- some people... Yeah, there was... I remember one Twitter account that was... Uh, that was sharing leaks um 
got hit, got an email from Twitter and Square Enix saying uh, some, that they were, they basically took him to court, which is like, holy crap. What was that? Fifty toe. But, haha, <laughs> that's what he got. Um, <laughs> and then just the commit, a majority of the community at whole was so good about, uh, just not sharing spoilers and, uh, oh, they yeah. were just very, they're polite for lack of a better term. They were good, good kids. Santa will remember this at Christmas. Um, (laughs) but, uh, so it was messy, but it was, it could have been way messier. And like, I'm so, I'm so proud of the community that I'm in. I'm so thankful that I have a community like this that I can not worry too much, uh, about being spoiled on that kind of thing, which is great. Yeah. Definitely shout out to the community for being so, so responsible and mature. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that there was going to be... I mean, I remember in December, just before the Kingdom Hearts, like, the, or no, it was November, mm-hmm. um, when it, just before Super Smash Bros. Ultimate released, like, that game leaked out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people were streaming and everything with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, and it... Kudos to the Kingdom Hearts community for not doing that. Yeah, completely. There were a lot of people that were... That were getting a kick out of it out of doing it but the majority of the community strongly opposed that that behavior and yeah mm-hmm. it, was, it was really cool it was good, really good to see that yeah so it was awesome but um so, other than the um messy kind of yeah it was, it was a pretty messy release mm-hmm. if we're gonna be honest it was a pretty messy release but other than that once the game did come out you know, what did you think? Um, what did you think that the first time you opened it? Uh, the front, well, like, naturally, there were tears of joy. Uh, yeah. just, there was, it was very overwhelming. Um, so I, I think it could have been a little bit better in the fact that, um, my particular area had a really, really big blizzard, uh, that day. So, uh, one, I had to brave the weather to go get my copy because I'm like, okay, I pre-ordered this. I've been waiting for this day. I'm gonna, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, anywhere near risking my life. I wouldn't say I was risking my life or anything because nobody was on the road, so whatever. Um, Right. But it was, uh, but I'm like, I'm getting this game regardless of the cost as long as i can play it if it was bad enough where i would have uh feared my life then i wouldn't have got it because then i could have i could have played it um yeah but unfortunately like the first two days of me actually playing it uh i had to stop like every two hours to go shovel my driveway uh because we just had that much snow yeah so it was so I, i i wanted to record my entire playthrough of it but i ended up doing a highlight reel uh, that mm-hmm. I still have to work on, um, just oh. because I had to like stop, get up, leave, and come back, stop recording, come back. I'd forget to restart recording for a bit and then come back. So, oh yeah, it was so it was a little bit messy in that sense. But um, just getting the game, putting it in, hearing "Dearly Beloved" for the first time, hearing uh, "Oh yeah," "Face Your Fears" orchestral, um, like that. Just and. Um, I played through a majority of Olympus uh, on release day. I got it in like 9 p.m. that that day because GameStop like said 
because um, that's when GameStop closes, so they just were like, we're not doing a midnight release here, have it. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, oh, yeah, so you got it the, the 28th. Yeah, so I actually got it tw- the 28th at Ooh, uh, 9 p.m. And so, but by the time I got yeah. home, it was like 10 p.m. So I got it like two hours yeah, before really everybody tight, else. Yeah. But I also had to install it and open it and like all this other shenanigans. So it wasn't too much before. Right. And I tried to keep it as much to midnight as I could out of respect for everybody. But I my excitement overtook me, and I'm like, screw it. It's it's like one <laughs> one. Uh, it's like one hour or two, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got through a majority of Olymp- uh, Olympus that day. And I was just, like, in awe the entire time of, like, this is the yeah. first world? Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. That I think it took me probably three hours to get through the whole uh, of Olympus. Yeah, it took me a good chunk. I, w- I was, uh... A lot longer than, you know, most worlds are in, like, Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, example. yeah, yeah. Especially since I was stopping to glance at everything and just, like, stopping to listen yeah. to the music. Um, exactly. Which is surprisingly hard to do uh, sometimes because pausing it, like, makes the music stop in some instances. And it's like, don't do that. <laughs> I want to listen to the music. Yeah. <laughs> And when there's everything going on, one, you're concentrating, two, all the sound effects, it's kind of hard, but, uh, yeah, but how, how was your experience, like, opening it the first time, and, like, the first time you sat down and played through it, did you, how far did you get on your first, like, sit down? Uh, first sit down, I got all the way up to, through Dark World, up until beginning Twilight Time. Or no, right before Twilight Time. Okay, okay, so, like, all the way through Olympus, Okay. Yeah, all the way through Olympus and uh, and Dark World. Okay. Oh so yeah, 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 that's the right. Thing was, the thing with that was, it was getting late, mm-hmm. and I had just started a new job, so I was kind of like, I need uh... to go to bed. I need to go to bed. And unlike the previous games, it doesn't. At least at first, the game doesn't take you to the world map until after. I think Twilight Town. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's yeah. The first time when it naturally takes you to the world map. Mm-hmm. So I had finished Olympus, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be able to go to the world map, and uh, I'll just stay there. Yeah. And it takes you straight into Dark, dark World, and then it takes you into the um, cutscenes for leading into Twilight Town. So it's going to take you straight to Twilight Town Yeah. without ever ever letting you go to the world map to save. And I'm like, I need to... I need to stop here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, it's, hard, it's hard to put like, that I'm down. I'm robbing myself of something. Mm-hmm. But it had to be done. But yeah, I got all the way to Dark World and Olympus. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. The, the, the whole game itself. Was really mm-hmm. I think, I th- like, for as far as introductions go, I think uh, K- Kingdom Hearts 3 definitely has to be my favorite. Uh, yeah. Just that, like, you know, Kingdom Hearts 1, you had that Destiny Islands thing. And you're new to the series, so it's like, okay, you're kind of getting a feel for stuff. Kingdom Hearts 2, you had the... You had the Twilight Town segment, which has its uh, has its share of, fair share of the cri- fair share of criticism, and uh, yeah. you know it's kind of, it's a little it's a little boring. Uh, this I think was fantastic, uh, definitely oh, favorite. Yeah. Even even better than Birth by Sleep days, Dream Drop. You know this was this was by far my favorite. Yeah, 
Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about Olympi- about the introduction to Kingdom Hearts 3 was that, you know, it felt normal. Right? You started at Dive to the Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but then right after Dive to the Heart, the entire beginning of Olympus, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like you were just dropped in the middle of the story, um, which felt kind of weird. Uh-huh. Um, because it's not like like Dream Drop Distance. You still kind of you still kind of went through things to to understand how the game worked. Yeah, kind of understand how the story was working. Um, same with two. Same with um, Birth by Sleep. But mm-hmm. Olympus felt like you were starting right in the middle of the game somewhere. Yeah, like uh, like Hades didn't start his. Uh... He didn't start by saying, hmm, I'll think I'll take over Olympus, and then, like, here's life normally, and then it happens. It was, like, already in progress when, yeah. uh, that makes sense, and that's yeah. Because, that's, that's because, again, as we know, 0.2 Birth by Sleep was the, was the prologue to it. Right, right. So, the opening that I'm kind of, that I kind of feel is missing in Kingdom Hearts 3 mm-hmm. came out with 0.2 Birth by Sleep. That makes sense, yeah. Um, um but it just feels, if you, if Kingdom Hearts is what you're picking up for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely going to feel a little weird. Right, right. Dropped in the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two, yeah the two point nine segment at, as uh, if I I feel like that was that was kind of an effect that they that I don't I don't, I don't have the words for it, but I feel like once the two point nine segment ended and the three started, I feel like that was the you know that is when everything like started yeah yeah so yeah and i believe that that feels more correct too yeah that'd feel like more of a starting point like i mean i'm glad i got through i would much rather have olympus in three than i would have uh 2.8 if it was in 2.9 yeah no oh i would i 2.8 2.8 yeah yeah i'm glad um i'm super glad (laughs) I'm super glad it was. Uh... <laughs> yep, um, I was I was waiting to see how long that would take. Whole... We have a loyal viewer. It's great. Um, but yeah, so I um I'm glad that zero point two existed first of all because seeing oh, yeah. um seeing the differences between uh zero point two and three we were just blew me out of the water like oh, yeah. i remember seeing 0.2 for, for the first time and i thought it like whoa this is amazing and yeah. now like this whole time wow this is amazing and better so it makes me right. it makes me excited to see what else they can do uh but right. uh but i'm gonna hold off on that until you know i'm gonna let some time pass <laughs> before i look forward to what's next because i still i still have some enjoyment to get out of three yet yeah, if I'm not, I might be wrong, but I think zero point two was made in the Luminous Engine, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Sorry. No, it was. I think it was made in the was um, it already made in Unreal. I think yeah, that was made in Unreal. Yep, because I remember seeing the logo for Unreal. Um, it was oh, just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because they had, we had started, I remember seeing trailers for 3 before we saw trailers for uh, 0.2, which is weird to think about considering the release, but, yeah. um, 
Yeah, I think I think we saw everything up to Tangled, possibly Toy Story before we got anything with uh, zero point two. But um, um Tangled, because we first saw Toy Story after zero point two came out. Okay. Yep. Um, but that being said, so what did you, what what do you think about like we, we kind of talked about the introduction? What do you think about the rest of the game? Like, how's the middle? How's the end? How was your experience? The game overall, I feel, was really great. I and I wrote about this, um, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About my opinion on on the the whole game. I felt the whole game itself was just great. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some issues that I have with with some parts of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might talk about this later on, but mm-hmm. overall, the game was really really well done. Um, mm-hmm. I think the six years i believe is when it took um to develop the game i think they were worth it mm-hmm. oh completely mm-hmm. um, i don't in i don't know i just i don't agree with a lot of the criticism that has been thrown around over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. related to kingdom hearts 3. like it's definitely not perfect it's got a it's got several things that could have been better mm-hmm but overall, the game is not as bad as a lot of people have wanted to try and portray it as. Yeah. See, for for me, I uh, I also got like, I I freaking love the game, especially for yeah. I mean, my first playthrough of anything is always bet is always the best and is always better than any other playthrough I've ever done. Oh yeah. Uh, with any video game, uh, so I tried to savor that first playthrough as much as I could. Um. And I wish that I could explore it for the first time again, but, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, however, I actually, I do agree with, I do agree with a lot of the crit- criticisms that are being made about it. However, it didn't ruin my experience with it. I think that, yeah. um, you can, you can hate on a game, uh, well, you can... You can enjoy a really bad game. You there could be a really bad game, and you can enjoy it. Um, I'm not not saying Kingdom Hearts Three is bad by any means. Um, right. I think it was it it did a lot, um, and people some people were expecting a little bit more, but you know the game. How much fun you have is somewhat up to you. Um, right. I, t- I told myself, I, I got it before 3 released, I got into that mentality, I think I've mentioned it on, on one of the previous co- podcasts, but I told myself, I am going to have fun. Um, I want mm-hmm. to have fun. Uh, and I had a different kind of fun than I did the previous, with some of the previous games. Uh, I didn't yeah. want to look for, okay, if it functions this way then I'm going to like it. If it functions this way, then I'm going to not exactly. like it. Um, I had it fun for what it is. I, I sat down and just kind of shut off all the, like, comparisons to other games and even outside of the series. So, yeah, I had fun with it. I, th- I think it, that you can improve quite a bit, but, you know, if they don't improve anything, eh, that's it's fine. Really it is game. what it is, you know. Then that wow. just makes that just gives them more time to work on whatever's next. Exactly. So yeah, I felt I honestly felt that a lot of the criticism. Um, I guess the reason I reject a lot of the criticism is because a lot of it feels like it's based on 
you know, I expect these very specific things to be in the game, and if it's not in the game the way I specifically want it, mm -hmm. it's, it's not worth it. Can you imagine how and much I more outrage... Can you imagine how much more outrage there would have been had Frozen not been in there? <laughs> like, there oh, were... Yeah. There were so many people pining for Frozen, and had they gotten, I don't know, Princess and the Frog instead or something, like, they would have been like, oh, Frozen should have been in here, and this wasn't as good, uh, yeah. so. But... I and I was, I don't know if I've mentioned it in this podcast or, or anywhere else before, but I was very skeptical of Frozen. Mm-hmm. Or because I was kind of thinking, like, this is just Disney milking Frozen again. Uh-huh. Um... And I enjoyed Frozen in the game, in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I felt like a lot of people had, like, very unrealistic and very unfair expectations. Oh, They completely. wanted the game to be like other games in the series, or they wanted the game to be way too far in one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. People have been saying that there, were too there was too much Disney, uh, that there should be no Disney in the next okay. game. Okay. That there should be, you know, there should be no Nomura in the next game. Go like, play Final Fantasy. None of that's gonna make the game that much that mm -hmm. much better. If anything, more people are gonna hate the game if those if they had gotten what they think they they should have gotten. Exactly. Like I I remember one of the criticisms was like there wasn't enough Final Fantasy, and I'm like, okay, but of course I'm coming more from the uh, Kingdom Hearts or the the Disney side of Kingdom Hearts than the Final mm -hmm. Fantasy side, because uh, Kingdom Hearts got me into Final Fantasy. Um, but like. Nomura released, I remember him releasing a statement saying, like, you know, Final Fantasy was there because we kind of had to strongly lean on their IP to boost our, boost the, uh, our game. Boost this game, yeah. So, and we don't really have to do that anymore. And I'm like, and for the right. Final Fantasy cameos we got, I mean, like, as bosses, like, if we have a Final Fantasy boss, that'd be fantastic. Um... However, you know, a lot of their appearances, like the crew in Twilight, or in, uh, well, I guess, yeah, even Twilight Town, or in, um, in Halabastion, Raiding Garden, uh, and then a little bit here and there in other worlds, like, I don't, they were alright, like, if you compare them to their Final Fantasy counterparts, they fall, I feel like they fell really flat, so... Mm -hmm. If they felt like they couldn't do the original games justice, uh, especially with how... I don't want to call them convoluted, but, like, Final Fantasy games are, like, really complicated in their own universes. So, oh, yeah. to, so to try to I take bet. something complicated into something else other something else complicated uh, without screwing it up takes a lot of... Um, it, 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 it's it hard, like... So I said. I mean, we think we think it's easy because we think we can write our own games. Well, maybe if you yeah. just followed my fan fiction I wrote five years ago, <laughs> there'd be no problems. I mean, but... I've thought about a lot of times, like how it would have been cooler if they had put the Radiant Garden game in Birth by Sleep. Oh yeah, totally. I would have loved to see them again, like I especially think that would with. Be cool. Yeah, but. I don't, I mean, I have to accept the fact that I'm not a video game writer. Mm -hmm. I'm not in, in any way, shape, or form a writer, except a, a, a wiki writer. And, right. Um, <laughs> it's different, but... I can't, I mean, a, a, a data, or a data, um, trying to write in the characters into a story as packed as Birth by Sleep would have been really difficult, and Omar has already said that. 
And I imagine that's more or less the same situation here. It's like trying to put in Final Fantasy into Kingdom Hearts 3 mm-hmm. would have been way more complicated. It's oh, already, yeah. already a very packed story. Um, yeah. Already packed with a lot of people. Very much very, so. And tacking in even more would have just taken away from that. Completely. Like, I know there was... Uh... Like, one thing I did feel about the game was that they used up a lot of their funds. I'm not... I don't want to say they were running out of money. Um, but there were some... Choices... That I feel like could have been... Uh... They could have dealt... uh, They could have dove in more. Like, a lot of the voices weren't... Uh... Oh, yeah. There were a lot of silent people. Um... Yes. Like I, like Zaldan and Lexace is somebody whose name I'm gonna slaughter. Um, I think Nominee ended up only having one line, and she might have been voiced by uh, Alison Stoner at that point. I can't um, remember because no, she was... It was Megan Martin. Okay. Who I think has voiced Nominee in the past. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but so she's credited. But like Philip Tides was very obviously silent. That yeah. Was jarring. Uh, um, Phil had yeah, a reason like, we're gonna ignore maybe. Phil, um, but uh, yeah, who, I'm sorry, who'd you say was silent? Um, like you mentioned, Dylan and Alias were also silent. Yeah. Um, They're... even the ones that were voiced, some of them were very odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just gonna go out there and say I did not enjoy Kyrie as much as I hoped I would. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, it lived up to exactly what I was afraid it would live up to. Um, mm-hmm. Because Alice Stoner also voiced her in Zero Point of Birth by Sleep, and I didn't really like that one either. Yeah, I didn't. Act, I actually noticed it more in this game than I did Zero Point Two. Maybe just because she had more lines. But yeah, um, yeah, it just sounded way too. It just sounded more high pitched. Yeah. Me and um, I don't know. It just didn't sound like her. It. The, the world doesn't end because Kyrie got a new voice actor. But exactly, I still I love the game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think um, there were other. I, I can't think of anybody right now. There were a lot, but there were a lot of people that just weren't voiced or just did, some people didn't appear. Um, the voice actors were just weird. Um, shit. Elizabeth was another one that I felt was kind of off. Yeah. Um. But le- but like I was saying, they were uh, that they were kind of like, uh, they they used up a lot of their budget, so I don't think they could have even, uh, kind of tying this in with the whole Final Fantasy stuff. Like there were already a lot of people that weren't voiced, or they sh- they shared voice actors like, uh, um, like how Allison Stoner did both Shion and Kyrie, yeah. um, and. I mean, she's done that in the past, but... Um, so I feel like having the Final Fantasy characters there, we probably would have lost it somewhere else, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, and I think there's there even something about like how he's pushing the disc limit, if I remember correctly. So There were rumors about that. Um, in I don't the know end of the game, I don't think ended up taking that as much Okay. Space. It was much more space than it was expected. I think people were mentioning on Twitter that it was about 30 gigs, mm-hmm. which ended up being about normal. Oh, okay. Um, 
which I mean, it's still fun. It's yeah, it was still great. It still it's it still <laughs> looks. Um, but the, you know that being said, limits and uh, how they were doing that. How'd you? Well, actually, before before we go to that, uh, what do you think about? Um, we'll tackle some of the specifics quickly. Um, yeah. What What do you think about the uh, gameplay? I enjoyed the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Un- unpopular opinion. I love the attraction clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very unpopular I opinion. I loved um, the team attacks. I the one gameplay feature I went mostly unused was link attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a hard time. I had a hard time using Ralph's link. Yeah, yeah. Um, I very rarely used Ariel's link. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only two that I used somewhat regularly was Meow Wow and um, Stitch, Simba, Simba. Simba. Yeah, I, I actually I only used it once, and that was after I finished the game. Yeah, I I I went out of my way to try to use all of the links before the end of the game, but I also felt like I had to go out of my like I mean I guess kind it of the rest like of the series. Yeah, I feel like I had to go out of my way to use them. Like they weren't uh, they weren't natural at all. Exactly. Yeah. Um, however, I feel like the most natural one was Meow Wow, and that was because that was at the beginning of the game, so I didn't have a lot in my arsenal yet. Um, yeah. But, um, and, but, given, uh, bleh, words, uh, given the links that we did have, I, I enjoyed them for what they were. Yeah, Ralph was a bit weird to use. I've seen people use him really well, and I'm like, oh boy. Like, they're, uh. I've seen the, the, tr- the demos and the trailers for it, and I can't use Ralph that way. I can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody use Ralph um, against the Grim Guardianess from Tangled. Are you uh, serious? Yeah, and all they did, Grim Guardianess was like kind of sitting there doing one of their animations, and they stacked all the blocks on top of each other, so it was like really quick. And then they used the finisher, so like it was like five of these, and it did like massive damage. And I'm like, oh boy, wow, this okay. <laughs> yeah. So there are points where like he's he's useful um some people say broken but like i'm sure he's really useful it's just that's one of the issues that the game did have is that there were several of the features that are not natural in the way they're used um one that i complained about and i mentioned this in my review is um big oh i can't remember what it's called exactly but the big mountain railroad yeah, 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 the train, choo-choo. The yeah. Flow, yeah, the train attraction flow. Did not feel natural at all. Mm-hmm. Um, during my second playthrough that, I've been, that I was streaming on Twitch, someone mentioned how I should... I think it might have been you or someone else might have mentioned uh, that I was supposed to use the... supposed to be moving the, the reticle. I didn't realize that was... A oh, reticle. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize I was supposed to be doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't... It didn't feel natural to use. Um, Wreck-It, or yeah, Wreck-It Ralph was also another one that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like the the, the reason we were used to, uh, uh, that we knew how to use Meow Wow was because we played Dream Drop. <laughs> like, we know how to use that properly. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of... So, I haven't even finished Dream Drop Distance. 
I got through Traverse Town and that's it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I know the story, so I had like so little incentive to play it. That's it's one, fair. It's on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. But I know the story. I've known it since it came out. Right, yeah. So, thanks, YouTube. <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you so much, YouTube. I never grow. Um, right. But, yeah. I it, was, it just felt more natural using Malo. Mm -hmm. um, you could figure that out fairly fairly easily. Yeah. And Ralph, takes, it takes more more work. And I guess we're just used to the whole smashing an X or triangle button to get things to work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I, I'm... What about you? What did you think of the gameplay? Yeah, I'm with you on the attraction flow, actually, or uh, the the uh attractions actually i enjoyed them um it's i feel like the they might have come up a little often uh for my taste but then at that point i just didn't use them um mm -hmm. they i had a lot of fun with the carousel because it did a lot of um like group damage mm -hmm. um so I had really good crowd control, and then we we already talked about links. Uh, as far as hand to hand combat, I felt like it was kind of a push X to win type of thing, as the series has been always been doing. But yeah. you know, I also was playing on standard, so that's I didn't expect much. Um, but I didn't really feel the need to guard at all during the the place the game i can't really think of an instance i did because i i tried to have i tried to experiment with different play styles but i never felt like i was in danger where so i needed to guard in maybe right. the final boss but um in reality is the game is fair is really compared to past titles um so yeah there wasn't a whole lot of need of oh you have to guard because you might Mm -hmm. you yeah, you had you, you did have options, which was neat. Um, yeah. Like I, I tried my darnest to defeat Master Xehanort with the Meow Wow, but the game wouldn't let me. You had to do a situation command with it, and I'm like, darn it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, oh, I felt the gameplay was really well. Yeah, gave you a lot of options, which is what I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um. You could. You really could play however you want. You could not use attractions if you really wanted to. Me personally, I love using Blizzard um, a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed being able to use Blizzard all I want. Yeah. Um, one of the things I found that I thought was kind of unnecessary, but also kind of cool, because again, it goes back to giving you options. You can equip and use first level of magic all game, the whole game. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird, but I, um, I found that unlike other titles, um, or at least unlike Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, which forced you to level up, um, mm -hmm. going from fire to fire, uh, fire cost more than fire. Uh, so I think that was oh, some yeah. of the reason why it was MP management. Um, I could, yeah, I could understand that. But I didn't the, feel the like... The only reason I found out is because I didn't realize you have to equip the newer magic. 
Yeah. Especially yeah. to like your your commands menu or your, your shortcuts. Shortcut. Yeah. So I had all my first level magic going into Keyblade Graveyard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and didn't realize I'm like, actually, I had all my first level magic going into Skalad Kylo. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> and it was in Skalad Kylo that I realized. Oh wait. This I is can, fire. <laughs> I have to equip. Like that's when I realized like I had to equip the higher magic in my shortcuts. I did mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Um I feel like magic I didn't really uh I feel like I could have also gotten through the game on on tier 1 magic. I didn't really do or it, it like level level one magic did a lot, so yeah. I ended I ended up just out of uh, just out of habit. I when I did get the new magic, I put it in, um, because mm-hmm. I because I looked at my commands and I'm like, I thought I got fire and then I like looked on the menu. I'm like, oh, this is weird, neat. Um, so like I could have I could have uh, done that, but yeah. I didn't. So maybe one of these times I'll go through Kingdom Hearts three with just tier one magic and see how it tier plays. One. But I I feel like magic was kind was of great. yeah. I with everything else in my arsenal, I felt like I didn't need to do anything with my magic. No. Which like I said, I got through almost the entire game without worrying about it. Mm-hmm. Which I think uh, kind of says something about the gameplay a little bit and its difficulty level, but. Yeah. You know. I mean, that definitely has to be... That's definitely true. Uh, and that's one criticism that was uh, no- very noticeably. Um, because, like, I got through it in standard mode mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Like, I usually have to do beginner because I'm a terrible gamer. <laughs> I'm by no means a strategically inclined think through. No, I definitely the X smashing strategy is my strat. Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> um, and and it went hap- It went really well. Like I think I only died twice mm-hmm. in the game, and the first time I think was in yeah, it was in Aaron. Oh, okay, that was the I... first time I died. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was a fairly easy game. Mm-hmm. The reasoning makes sense. I think as Ty Yasue mentioned it just last week or two weeks ago, why they, why it feels so easy. It was intentional. It makes sense. I agree with it. I accept yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think I was okay with it. I mean, they're going to be releasing critical mode, so you know they'll have they'll have stuff I can enjoy at the higher difficulty. Um, mm-hmm. So it almost I'm... encourages me to try critical mode. What's that? It almost encourages me to try critical exactly, mode. Exactly, which I think... I've never played a critical mode, ever. Yeah, which I think does... I In that sense, I think it does it... It encourages critical mode way better than the past series does do. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to try... If you've beaten the game on standard, there's almost no reason to try proud mode or any other difficulty. Um, yeah. But I... Or, or you could try proud mode and see if it makes it difficult, but... I feel... Uh, I, Aquaberry... I feel like I could... I feel like I could take on and enjoy critical mode. I'm pro- I'm definitely gonna die, mm-hmm. but I feel like I would enjoy it more than, for example, Kingdom Hearts Two. 
I'm mm-hmm. almost certain I'm going to die day two uh, in critical mode. Mm-hmm. So, in here, it's like I'm definitely going to die multiple times, but I feel like I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, um, Aquaberry started on proud mode. Like, she, her first, uh, her first playthrough was on proud, and she, she put out a tweet that's, lo- that, like, warned people, like, hey, I'm doing proud mode, I suck at video games, and this is really easy. Like, yeah. and I'm like, and I remember doing uh, 0.2 on proud mode and starting that, and I'm like, mm, I'm not liking this, I'm gonna switch to standard. So yeah. my mindset, my, I had the same, like, mindset for Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm like, oh, Aquaberry's probably just, like, really good, cool, and then I'm like, wow, yeah, standard mode is kind of not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I think I only I think I only died twice um not including gummy ships um but I think it, it, outside of that I think I died I think I died twice uh in the at Sora um and one of them was Luxor's race so that doesn't oh, yeah. really count yeah um and I think the other time was because in Monstropolis you get on a rail, um, right after defeating a bunch of enemies. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So I was I, so I was uh, kind of low on HP at some point. Um, I had gotten on the rail. I'm like, oh, I'll just cure when I'm on the rail. You can't. Um, nope. And you can't go back either. You can, unlike oh. other games, uh, you can't uh, you can't turn around like you can in Dream Drop. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and I was low on HP or I was low on MP. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just get on the rail. It'll take like two seconds. I'll heal again and we'll be fine. So I died as a result of that. Yeah. Uh, I lost a whole lot of times in, in Luxord's uh race thing i don't count those as dying because that was yeah <laughs> that does mm-hmm. oh yeah when i say i died twice i mean there, there are two spots where i died i lost to his yeah. race like two or three times before oh, yeah. i got it yeah that one was super difficult that, yeah that drove me nuts <laughs> mm-hmm. especially when like you're still learning how to like do the shit what uh, like i think i'm a master of the ship now like i could do it and i'm sure i'm fine but right. um it, but yeah, so difficulty difficulty was a little bit uh, odd. I, I'm looking forward to critical mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, th- uh, I think the f- my favorite part of the gameplay was Keyblade transformations. I had a ball with those. Those yeah. were great. Um, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the. I still haven't gotten through all of the... I think the ones I'm missing mostly are shot locks. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in need of unlocking um, the Ratatouille Keyblade. Mm. Which, no, I'm forgetting. The Classic Kingdom Keyblade and uh, Ultimate Weapon. Yeah, ha- have fun with those. Those were, so- those were some... Uh, I got those after story, so I didn't have... T- I was already, like late game leveling at that point uh so Uh, i didn't get as much enjoyment out of them as if i had still uh had some like story to do 
Uh, however, uh, I they, they were really cool. They looked cool. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, they looked like they were fun. Yeah, and uh, Cla- uh, Classic Kingdom was I. Um, I feel like they weren't any different than I. My opinion on them hasn't changed since um, Union since Cross. Cross. Yeah, since uh, X Tracer yeah. Key Tracer. I've ever X Trace. Yeah. Uh I was kinda disappointed with Hundred Acre Wood. Oh yeah. That was weird. Yeah. I don't agree with the idea that it was uh thrown in last second, but it definitely could have been done better. But yeah. really short. I almost forget. Very I was happy Lumpy was there. I didn't really like Lumpy's movie, but I'm glad they acknowledged Lumpy. <laughs> It made me heart warm. And then they kicked Eeyore and Kanga out in the process. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, was it really worth it? <laughs> for, a, for a game or for a world that was done in about 30 minutes. Yeah. was Did they mention that? No, but I feel like it probably took only 30 minutes to finish Hundred Acre Wood. Oh. Oh, like you mean playthrough. Sorry, I thought you meant like they made it in 30 minutes. I'm like, what? That doesn't sound right. (laughs) But, um, yeah, but yeah, it was like, yeah, okay, neat. Um, um, some of the, some of the mini games in other Disney worlds, uh, I'm trying to remember what they were. Um, the dancing mini game. Yes. Dancing was really fun. I had a lot of fun. I feel like that was my favorite mini game. <laughs> I have mixed opinions. About that. <laughs> that is all right. Especially because I can't do it. That's <laughs> just that... like in real life. I can't dance either. <laughs> if... Exactly. Well, that's why I liked Kingdom Hearts three. I could dance in that. I can't dance in real life. So nope. It's... Nope. As as being like, well, if I can't dance in a video game, where all I have to do is push three. How is anyone going to expect me to dance? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, That's why I stay home on Friday nights. Slider was another one that I haven't really done very well with. But yeah, it. I used a guide to find all the treasures in there because I said screw them. Um, there was <laughs> there was so many different paths. My goodness. Um, yeah, I'm realizing that. I've only found two of the treasures. Yeah, I use the guide immediately because I'm like, there's no way in heck I'm going to find all these, and I want the ultimate weapon immediately. I want it yeah. in my possession right now. Um, and then, um, Vernum Rex, um, getting the trophy Vernum requirement is, is... That is hard. Is it? I haven't yeah. got the trophy requirement for Vernum Rex. Um, but I enjoy Vernum Rex. It was neat. It was all right. Um, the the, the most difficult, the most painful part was trying to get that score requirement. Um, okay. But it wasn't. It wasn't awful. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely struggled with it. But considering I didn't struggle with a lot of the game, I was I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, and then the flans. We can talk about the flans yeah, now. The flans. Uh, <laughs> I loved them. I didn't like uh, Big Hero Six, but besides that, I loved them, uh, especially the picture-taking like one. Oh, the flan, yeah. That they, they were cute. Yeah, I had a hard time with the 
banana plum in Monstropolis. In Monstropolis, um, yeah. did you uh, did you ever play uh, Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix? Yes. Okay, because that. Re- awesome. Do you remember the mushroom I mean, in Land I of? I finished through it, but um, I haven't finished all the Final Mix extras. Uh, oh, okay. Because there's a mushroom in uh, Land of Dragons that has a similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That one takes. I don't know if I've ever actually finished that one. But that I one, use. I tried that one a lot of times too. Mm-hmm. That one's really hard too. I used the same strategy I used for that and just going around in a circle. <laughs> and that's ultimately after like fifteen tries. Mm-hmm. Um. That's how I I finally was able to do it using that. But like I kept doing that every time. Mm-hmm. I wish it was. I wish it was a bit that. bigger, like the arena was a bit bigger, yeah, but... exactly. Because the what, the problem I was having is that I would, on multiple occasions, I'd, I'd land, and then I would land exactly as the plan was coming after. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't see it coming, so as soon as I landed and was getting ready to jump up again... The plan had already eaten me, and I was like, dang it. I was like, darn it, yeah. Um, but yeah, the plans were yeah, fun though. I plans were good. Uh, I really, I think... like you mentioned, I really enjoyed the picture one. Um, Kingdom of Corona generally was a wonderful world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have a whole lot. I don't think I have any criticism of Kingdom of Corona. Uh, I didn't like this. St- I had plan. problems with the story in Corona. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah. But I mean, there were there were worse parts in the game that had this that had worse stories, so it didn't yeah. affect it too much. Um, I felt like the gameplay for the game got for my personal experience. The gameplay for the game in Disney World got worse and worse as the game went on. I feel like all my favorite worlds were in the beginning, and my least favorite worlds were in the end. Yeah, I can I. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Pretty good assessment. I, f- I, ha- my... I, I find that my least favorite or my least enjoyable worlds were Caribbean and San Francisco. Yeah, a lot of pe- a lot of people agree with you on that. Um, I was actually one of the few that enjoyed San- or that enjoyed um, the Caribbean. Yeah. I had a lot of fun just destroying ships. It was the- it was <laughs> extremely satisfying, and as far as exploration went. It, I thought it was awesome that you could go to all these different islands. Um, oh, yeah. I thought the open-worldness of it was, was really cool. Yeah. Um, so I think my top three worlds were Corona, Olympus, and uh, Caribbean, uh, in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, and But San Francisco was definitely my least favorite by, by far. Um, especially since what there was one night where I really couldn't, because fi- you can get super lost in in San Francisco. Uh, oh yeah. I like I eventually found that there was a safe spot in the bottom left corner, um, but it's really hard to know it's, when you're playing it for the first time and you and you're like falling asleep and you're like crap I gotta go to bed and you're trying to save find a safe spot and you can't. Yeah, it it it's it becomes annoying real quick. So I think I actually ended up keeping my PS4 Which, on all night because I couldn't find one. Yeah. Which lends to one of the other um, 
things that I know going into the game, a lot of people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Where it was more open worldness. I know I was hoping for more open worldness. Mm-hmm. But there's there's one of your negatives to that is, it's harder to save. Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to get lost. Um, yeah. so I was okay with the amount of open worldness personally. Um, especially I in. Yeah. I think it did it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I don't think there was a world I wish was bigger outside of a hundred acre wood. Um, as far as Disney worlds go. Um, okay. uh, all the original worlds, I say go bigger, but, um, as far as Disney yeah, worlds, Twilight Town could have been bigger. yeah, Twilight Town could have explored Raiding Garden, Scala could have been bigger, Keyblade Graveyard was, I mean, for what it was, there wasn't anything to do there post-game, so eh, um, yeah. and you can't really do much with a desert, eh, um, yeah. But as far but as far as the Disney worlds go, there was a there's a lot of open worldness. I was fine with it. I, yeah. Half of the fun was trying to figure out where the heck you were, except for San yeah. Francisco. Arendelle <laughs> <laughs> was a bit difficult too. Arendelle was very difficult. Yeah. Um, I kept getting lost because, in my head, I can I can, kind of build like a mental map of where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do that like where I'm at like in real life and I can do that in video games but Arendelle was really to do that with because I kept like I wasn't sure where I was anymore every time yeah especially every time he uh, Sora was kicked off the mountain and he'd land in a completely different place and I'd be like I don't know where the heck I am yeah <laughs> I feel like the uh, a, a big problem with uh, San Francisco and uh, Arendelle was that all the environments looked the same um, but yeah. in worlds like Olympus and Corona and, um, uh, and Caribbean, well, maybe not so much Caribbean, but there was, there was a lot of diversity in their environments. Like, you know, in Olympus, you had the mountain, you had realm of the gods that was very cloudy. You had down below that was very yeah. grassy. So like getting lost yeah, was a lot harder. Um, yeah. Corona was the same because you'd have the the process of you'd have the forest, then it got dark, mm-hmm. then it was light again. You had the cave, then you had the city, then you had the town. Yeah, um, or yeah, the town. Monstropolis was a little. I I I actually ended up struggling post game in Monstropolis. Um, yeah, but I could do that. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's so, as as much as I want oh. to talk about gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's gonna be a long Let's podcast. Jump here. Yeah, that, yeah. Let's actually go ahead and jump here to to music real quick. Okay. Oh, that's um, easy. <laughs> yeah. That exactly. What do you think about the music, Shane? It was good. Next. <laughs> um, it was. Uh, we're gonna talk about the, this more in a later episode, but just yeah, we'll talk about it more next month. Uh, kind of just a a real snippet of it uh of my views on it. The biggest complaint about music for a lot of people was that there wasn't enough original music. Most of it was was, was remixes. Uh, but I completely disagree with that. There was a lot of original music. People don't oh, realize yeah. it um, because it blends so well into the environment. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a lot more music than there was in past series. Um, oh, yeah. And there were different variations of the same track. Like, Tension Rising had, like, three different versions 
Uh, yes, that's what I've heard. So uh, I'm going to disagree with all those people and say they're wrong. Um, <laughs> and I loved it. I didn't find any music that I hated. Like in some of the yeah. past titles that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, there were some there were some that was like, eh, but I didn't I wasn't annoyed by anything, which was like, yeah, great. Yeah, I feel the same way. I really enjoyed the music in, in Kingdom Hearts 3. There are mm -hmm. definitely songs that were... What's the word? I didn't hate them, but they weren't that exciting. Mm -hmm. They were kind of forgettable. Um, the different variations of the theme song, of the field theme in Peruvian is, uh, is one example. Because um, usually... I really like that one. <laughs> actually. <laughs> usually for me... With this series, I tend to, you know, the music is catching up that I can hum it mm -hmm. you know, outside of the game. You know, but I'll forget much of like Caribbean. I can't hum the Caribbean. I forget it too easily. Um, That's fair. San Francisco is another one. Um, it's not. Yeah, San Francisco was. Eh, but I also spent the least amount of time in San Francisco, so. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Me too. I intentionally choose not to be in San Francisco as much as possible. Yeah. I also haven't listened to the entire soundtrack and, like, looked at the list yet. Like, I haven't just sat down and listened to it. I've only listened to it in-game, other than mm -hmm. a couple of songs that I really want to listen to outside of it. Uh, like yep. the, But we'll, we'll talk about that uh, next podcast because uh, we yeah. have we have some plans to talk about the music uh, next podcast. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it though. It was, really, it was really, I personally enjoyed a lot of the remix music. Yes. Yep. I'm with you. So, I don't know why people complain about it. I felt it was it was better than like when they remix or reuse music in um, Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were some tracks in both those titles that were just reused, and they were like literally just copy paste from Kingdom Hearts. Too. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel and like I there was. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I feel like there might have been a couple that were copy pasted into this. I can't think of examples. I could be wrong too. Um, it might have just sounded similar or something. But what's that? I think Vim and Vigor was copy pasted. Yeah. Oh, it was but, the. Um, I remember it was the Keyblade Graveyard fights. Um, like the dismiss was in there, thirteenth dilemma, um, thirteenth struggle. So a lot of those were copy pasted, I believe. Dude, I missed thirteenth dilemma. I don't remember hearing this. Crap, I think I you had to kill Riku <laughs> first, and that well, oh maybe maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. I yeah, it definitely was. You had to kill Riku first and fight Zigbar. Really? Yep. And you get thirteenth dilemma. Oh, but it was the 2.5 version. I don't think there was anything new about it, which was like, yeah. darn it! I was looking forward. To that. I was looking forward to a remix of <laughs> Thirteenth Dilemma and Lord of the Castle and whatnot. But yeah. I, you know, they're already so good. Why not just throw them in there? <laughs> right. So, last thing we were going to talk about today was uh, the game story. Story, yeah. The plot. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um. I had very little complaints about it initially, mm -hmm. and now, see, now I'm drawing blanks because I, I gotta think about it a quick sec. Uh, Disney Worlds, I had complaints about three of them, 
I think. Okay. Um, I didn't like, um... Uh, I didn't like Corona's story, Caribbean story, and... San Francisco story. Other than that, they were either mediocre or really good. Olympus had the best story, in my opinion. Really? Yes, out of the Disney Worlds, because it follow because it followed the movie and it almost put its own like style on it. Maybe it was because I've seen it like done in past games over and over and over and over again, um, and it just <laughs> never actually followed the movie, and then it finally it did. Every title in the Kingdom Hearts series, but never gets past Hercules. Exactly. Um, but we're finally we finally see the rest of it. So I was like, okay, f- about time. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was actually a very decent story. Um, Frozen was it. Monsters Inc was it. I think I listed all the Disney worlds. <laughs> yeah, hundred Acre Wood. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the story was. The story Which was the best part about Hundred Acre Wood. No, actually, <laughs> correction. The animation was the best part of Hundred Acre Wood because that it was, was actually really stylistically pretty. Um, yep. And it was neat how they all looked like pop-up book uh, figures. Yeah. Um. As far as the original story, actually, what did you think about Disney stories? So, for the most part, especially towards the beginning of the game, the Disney worlds I felt had really good stories. So I enjoyed. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Kingdom of Corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olympus, of course. Mm-hmm. I think, again, my main issues, uh, Disney-wise, uh, are the Caribbean, uh, San Francisco, and 100 Acre Wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arendelle was a little iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I found when I was writing my review last week, um, what I found was that the worlds I tended to dislike or not enjoy as much were the ones that followed mostly the story from the movie. And the reason I feel is because in Caribbean, in um, Arendelle, in Kingdom of Corona as well, they follow the story of the movie, but at the same time they keep pulling Sora, Donald, and Goofy out of the story of the movie yeah yeah and it's just it was weird and it's like okay so why are you here <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um i think the caribbeans is the worst because it drops you 30 minutes into parts of the caribbean at world's end mm-hmm. and then takes you on this side what well, feels like a side quest before dropping you into the last 30 minutes of yep <laughs> yep of that world's end and it's like what? I remember there was one specific line in Caribbean that was something of along the lines of, like, when they got back, they're like, what did we miss? And then Will looks at him and is like, you missed a lot. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, yeah, really. it was it was awful. Oh, yeah. Blah. Caribbean was, was terrible in that regard. Um, it was, a, well, I mean, it was a convoluted movie to begin with, so I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. But the whole... We're following a fake Jack Sparrow thing was weird. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why that was there. Um, 
Kingdom of Corona does, or no, Arendelle does the same thing. It keeps pulling, putting you in and then pulling you out of Frozen. Um, I think the worst part where that was noticeable was in the last half of the world story, where you're trying to follow on or Elsa back down the mountain and back to Arendelle. Mm-hmm. Because in this is the one character that makes it that shows this best, Hans. Yep. Just kind of yep. dropped in there. And so I was like, uh, "Who the heck is this?" And it's like we're almost yeah. done with the world, and we're like, "It's like nice of you to notice." All right. And it's like he's just dropped in. He, as far as I know, he's not even named in this story. The only reason named is because he's in Jiminy's journal. In the journal, yeah. And that's it. Yep. It's like, yeah. The heck. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed. I I don't think I had any complaints with uh, Monstropolis with Toy Box. Mm. Monstropolis um, felt kind of boring to me. Like there was, it was just like now we're living with yeah. Boo and Randall's being a jerk. Yeah. Also, I run the factory now. Randall's. That was it. Was kind of odd. Mm-hmm. He felt a little more unnecessarily vengeful than no, I I definitely agree with his revenge. Like in the movie, they I mean he would be, but it felt what's the word? It's not vengeful. Maybe it's maybe it's tacky. I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah, that's Mm. he just felt unnaturally like i will take over this factory ha 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 it's like yeah he felt kind of lame in comparison yeah. with some of the other villains to be honest he felt lame compared to himself in the movie yeah that too <laughs> it's like this isn't randall because he was never he never meant to be like a villain he was a, he was just yeah. a jerk <laughs> and now it's like i'm blatantly bad guy because okay no all right cool i completely expected uh mr waternoose to be the bad guy or right? you had to run away from the cda or something um, right I, so i expected the cda to be the bad guy yeah mm-hmm. i could have i could have even accepted randall as the bad guy they just kind of wrote him really weird yeah mm-hmm. um oh I keep for I'm like I feel like I'm forgetting a world that I keep forgetting to mention. I keep forgetting to mention Toy Story, which I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed to, uh, the Toy Box world. Yeah, so uh, I to, thought that story probably, in my opinion, I actually think Toy Box had the best written story. Um, I can I can see I can agree with that. I still I still like Olympus's better, but you know Toy Story is a good contender, I think. Yeah, I felt Toy Box had the best story. Yeah, Toy Box was really good, and then to Toy touch Box on the gameplay, gameplay, gameplay was good. Okay, now now we're back. <laughs> um, um, as far as the overall story, uh, I enjoyed the overall. Story. Mm. Um, I. I didn't agree with it at first, and I think I'm just, I, it's more like I understand the criticism more than I agree with it, that it felt missing in the middle of the game, which, again, and many people have pointed this out, the Kingdom Hearts series is always done. It always starts really good with the story, with the main story, then it's got all the Disney World, 
peppers in the main course somewhere around there, and then it just blasts you at the end. Yeah, this is, it, it's very normal for the Kingdom Hearts series to do that. I think people were hoping yeah. that it would change, but, like, it, it's not like it got worse. It just didn't get... It, just, it's just, it, it stayed change. the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I understand the criticism more than I agree with it. Yeah. No, I completely... I understand why it feels like it like the Disney worlds are just filler again. Because mm-hmm. they always feel that way. I feel like... Um, you know, they. I don't feel like the Disney worlds were filler in this game. Um, uh, I genuinely enjoyed. <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed them and felt like oh, yeah, they were sure. they were good. Um, but the. Uh, I I feel like I I'm still gonna criticize it. The idea of like there's only stuff in the beginning and the end has always been has always been a thing and i've always criticized that so like yeah. for me to say so that. it's not so much a criticism of three it's a criticism of of the of the series as a whole um and mm. i still stand by that criticism that i think yeah. that the series can definitely change that said i felt that kingdom hearts 3 involves the disney worlds in the main plot a little better than it has in the past mm-hmm uh, Toy Box, again, is probably the best example of them. Yes, very, very much so. I think that it intertwined a lot better. Um, um, the best in um, uh, Toy Box. In Toy Box, so, yeah. Uh, Caribbean actually does that fairly well, too. Mm-hmm. Being honest. Um, Monsters, uh, Monstropolis did it decently. Yeah. By making, like... I think the one I'm... I'm the most supposed to is uh, Eric Dell and on the and, way they can. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I think Arendelle was was probably the worst one because like Larkseen was just in the background. Like it was, I think there was zero interaction with the main plot. There was almost none. And as always, there's got to be some story detail that was retconned poorly. The new Seven Hearts thing was terrible. <laughs> Why? It, they, it nothing really it ever was, happened. It with was it. unnecessary. They didn't even it get all seven. Exactly. It was one hundred percent unnecessary. It was this really unnecessary ex- attempt to make an excuse for why we're not going back to Enchanted Dominion and Castle. It was like I don't yep. need an excuse. We're not going. That's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the yeah. They only listed that. Yeah, they only listed four people. Um, no. Yeah. Five. Elsa, Anna, Kyrie, and Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Nope. Um, they also mentioned uh, Baymax and uh, Buzz Lightyear. I think. I'm pretty sure they, they were going to... As actual seven, as any of the actual seven hearts. They didn't mention the seven, but they're like, we need to know how hearts work. Yeah. So, I think that I was... I with those two, it was more... We need to know how hearts work, because we're totally bringing Shion back as a replica puppet. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, with Rapunzel and Anna and Elsa, is more... We need to protect them, because you all are a bunch of punks, and we're probably going to go after them. Yeah. Well, was, Kyrie even, was Kyrie even slated for the new seven? Uh, Sora mentions her when he brings up the seven hearts to Master Yen Sid. Oh, okay. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's just an unnecessary plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, the organization are bad guys. Like, that's all the reason I need to protect the Rapunzel and Anna and Elsa in the story. I don't need to know because they're probably going to kidnap them because they're the new Seven Arts. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Blah. So as always, there's always a plot line that's always done poorly. The Labyrinth Grim was Justice cool. Did, did, uh, did, did the time travel thing poorly. Kingdom Hearts 3 did time, uh, did the Seven Hearts thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, the, that is per the normal Kingdom Hearts thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's another one of those, this is a problem with this series, not necessarily three. With the game, yeah. Yeah. This is just three style on the problem. <laughs> yep. Um, as far as, I think that's, I don't, let's see, the I main that... story, without going into specifics of I love this, 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 because there's so much, there's a lot to talk about with the story. I guess we can talk about the ending, because we talked about the beginning. Yeah. Um... So I think the ending was perfect. The ending was perfect. I th- yeah. the the only thing I, I didn't like was that they didn't really explain how Sora went get went back. I think they're gonna. My guess is that they're gonna do that in the next game. Yes. I don't. Um, you mean you mean when um, after light expires. That part. No, when um. When Sora went back for Kyrie, like after Keyblade Graveyard, before the end, before the oh. CGI ending. Yeah. I, I can't call them CGI, it's I'm all CGI, sure. but the pre rendered graphics sure ending. I believe that that scene takes place very long after Kingdom Hearts 3. I think that takes place very, like, a long time after Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. It's almost I almost look at it more like a secret ending kind of timeline, where it's like it's placed right but right after that to make you think it comes next, but it's actually elsewhere chronologically. Like okay, interesting. Kingdom Hearts two puts um the scene with uh with the king's letter right after the credits, mm-hmm. kind of makes you think that's what comes next. And actually, we have recoded in the middle. That's true. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of how I'm looking at this. That's fair. I'm also looking at this. Um, a lot of people were looking for closure on everything uh, with three, um, but you know, Kingdom Hearts three was was uh, Master Xehanort's last shebang. Um, yep. His plot line was done. I I would love to know more backstory about him, but um, you know, I. Sora is always going he's mentioned that Sora's story isn't done so I don't know why people expected Sora's story to be done yeah um I think it's funny that people have complained about that because it's like why yeah (laughs) why would you want this to be over what is your problem yeah For, for, for real then like leave please um but yeah so, t- for Sora's story not to be done makes complete sense to me. It's... Yeah. That's... That's the next game. Or, well, it's not going to be the next game, but I'm like, we have another game to go with, so... Yeah. 
it leads to what? It's what's fine. Next. Yeah. It is signs of what's next. So, exactly. I was gonna say that, but I couldn't find the words. But yes, exactly. Signs <laughs> of what's next. Um. Uh, the. Yeah, I I think the story, the ending was written very well. I know a lot of people complained that Kyrie was kind of cheated again. Yeah, I'm I'm on a, I'm actually on that boat. Yeah. Yeah. Blah. I'm kind of on the side of. It was for this story. I was it it. For me, it's another one of those things that. Yeah, for me, it's another one of those things that it's it's a problem with the series as a whole, not specifically three. Um, yeah, Kyrie was always made like she was written from day one to be the damsel in distress, and she, uh, that's what she ended up being. So, yeah, I don't like it, but that's. You know that's how he wrote his character, and that's that was his original intention. Yeah. So I can't complain about that. Yeah, Kyrie's always the girl that Sora has always protected. That's how she's always been written. That's how Sora always mm-hmm. has been written. Um, I also I don't agree with the idea that Kyrie is just inherently weak, because those events at the end of the game are really just for story more than they are for um, for Kyrie. Like, I noticed, I didn't realize it when I was first playing this, but Thor is treated the same way quite a couple of times, just for story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the other one was, but I know for sure in um, in Toy Box, Thor is just kind of... Young Xehanort picks Sora up, mm-hmm. and Thor does nothing more than cry, than cry about it before Young Xehanort just tucks him into Furnum Rex. Furnum Rex, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he doesn't fight it. Um, in Kingdom of Corona, Marluxia puts him to sleep. Yeah. Like, he just blows some wind in his face, like, and Sora <laughs> falls asleep. Yeah. It's like, and that's nothing about how weak Sora is, that's just for story. That was a lot, a big majority of Dream Drop was that, was Sora just going, yeah. okay. Like, my friends are my power, sleep time. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's... I don't. I think it'd be cool if Kyrie was more was less the damsel in distress, but I don't feel like I I don't feel like it's that big a deal, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. because I know that it's mostly what happens to her is mostly just for story than it is for. Her. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what a. Well, I think that's what a majority of people's uh, criticism is: is that they don't like characters that are just there for the story. They want them. That they want them to have their own purpose, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's where a lot of the criticism comes from. But eh, that's that's how they wrote their characters. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I will say that those scenes, um, the I'm trying to think of the this the two two or three scenes that where like all the characters are interacting, like when they're in the mysterious tower. When they're on the beach at the very end, and when they're uh, in the Keyblade graveyard, uh, I loved every. I loved all of those. That is what I live for. <laughs> uh, seeing Roxas and Ven just kind of look at each other, go, eh, "Okay," and then just like, <laughs> <laughs> and just all the yep. character interactions are just wonderful, and I wanted more of that. Um, yes. I want the dialogue feed me more of so that. This is why natural. I love this series. The dialogue feels way more natural. Oh, dialogue was great in this game. The story um, was written very well as far as dialogue goes. Good. 
good se- good sense of humor with a lot of places. Uh, people mm-hmm. tend to cite the Vanitas thing uh, in Monsters Inc. Um, but like, oh, yeah. I genuinely laughed in a lot of spots. Oh yeah, and I'm like Thor and Donald all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, is they're bickering against each other is great, better than any past game. Yep. Um. The. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, I I really like the story. Same. I don't think there's anything else. I think the other thing that's exciting, and I think we'll probably talk about this in another episode, but the yeah. thing that was great about this story is uh, also how many more, going back to what you were saying about how the story isn't over, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot more we can talk about as far as uh, what comes next and all the theories. Like, it gives you more theory material, I guess. Yeah. I like that. I was watching the last several episodes of uh, Starlum One's walkthrough. Oh yeah, uh, and or play or first playthrough, and I was getting so excited watching it again, like watching the story and thinking, like, oh, what if it's this person? What if, what what is this? What if this is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, is Demix the master think, of masters? Yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I really enjoy that Kingdom Hearts 3 has made that possible again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Because I think like, a lot of that, at least for me, has kind of personally died down um, since about dream drop distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's exciting that Kingdom Hearts 3 has filled that up again. Yeah, that's that's what keeps me in this series. Is uh, That's what keeps me here is people going, okay, here's this theory, here's this theory. Okay, what about this? Look at this little hidden detail. Yep. Uh, yep. I think that's a lucky emblem, like all these other little, like, plot points. Um, th- so, having Zigbar uh, be the... be Lushu was, like, whoa. Uh, have uh, Having Ava not show up, having the entire secret ending of Yozora. Um, good. Good yep. stuff. <laughs> well, one of these podcasts will have to do a theory podcast. Uh, yes. Where we just come up with some good theories. Um, I, the only other thing to touch on, I think, uh, is just how pretty it looked. And all I can really say about it is it looked real pretty. It looked really pretty. I don't have, I think the only time I noticed weird things with the animation was the battle of a thousand, uh, enemies. Yeah. Uh, was that some of the frame rates in the background were dropped. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, you have a lot of enemies, that's what's going to happen. It wasn't to a point where it was super noticeable. I think mm-hmm. I noticed issues with the visuals, like, two times throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, split-second issues. So. And they didn't have the flat faces, and I yes. was so happy. They had default faces, yes. but they looked good. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, bless, it's not just flat and the mouth moving up and down. Yep. So, I think with that, I think we're good to go. Yeah, I think, you know, in conclusion, Kingdom Hearts 3 was good. Uh, I look forward to more. I think, it's, I think it was a great addition to the series. Um, it was like when I mentioned in my my review, I think it brings the series really well into the next generation. As far as it, it shows us what can be done with Kingdom Hearts in the current console era. Mm-hmm. And, what, and it gives us it maybe like a hint or... It gives us ideas of what could be done next. Yeah. 
so, so I, it does excited. its job, yes. Yep. <laughs> so with, uh, I guess with that being said, uh, let's, let's look forward to the future. Um, there was a tagline I was thinking of and it, it, it went out of my brain. But something, something, look forward to the future, heart guide key, that too, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that that <laughs> being that being said, uh, I've been Chain of Fire. I've been Keyblade Spine Master. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.